Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. In the house. In the hizzy. How are you? Stuck in the house. I'm stuck in the house. Oh, that's no fun for summertime. I know. Well, well I'm not stuck in the house. Look, I'm drinking a Starbucks. I oh, went to the Starbucks this morning. Good for you. Now, what's going on in my world is I've been, we got an invitation. People wanted to be with us. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah, I can. Doesn't, actually, doesn't happen very often. <laughs> actually, it does. But we had like two things we were invited to this weekend. I ordered a new dress. I think I talked about. Oh, that's right. You did talk about it. 
I talked and they about came. it. No, it hasn't come. No, they're come. coming today. It's coming today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The event's not till 6 p.m., so I was like, fingers crossed. You know, I'm a gambler. Yeah. I'm a gambler at heart, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to bet on the One of them UPS. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyhow, my husband's sick. Got sick. Yeah. I don't know really how that works these days. I don't think you're supposed to get sick. Well, and you definitely can't go anywhere if you're sick at all. So I'm going to buy him a real nice gift and apologize for not coming. I secretly am a little relieved because I was nervous. It was a wedding for someone who I don't know. Oh, that's always difficult. And sometimes I'm not the best at making small talk. I only I, I'm only laughing it's, because it is kind of true. It is kind of true. <laughs> so, you know, dodged a bullet there. Oh. But I had an appointment to get my hair did and everything and not happening. Not happening. Guess what I'm doing tonight? What are you doing? I'm going to a Mavericks game. Mm. And the Mavericks, Grutchy, are playing the Clippers. Oh, so I'm kind of in a dilemma, right? Because, well, I'm ultimate Lakers fan. So if they were playing the Lakers 100 percent, I'd be in all Lakers gear, even though people in Texas don't really like Californians right now. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to go buy myself some Mavericks. Oh, yeah. You got to be a Mavs fan. Yeah, I think so, too. So the Clippers are actually pretty cool. The Clippers? I, I, I also enjoy the Clippers, too. I just... I'm in Texas now, so I think I have to represent the state. Okay, I, I appreciate your dedication. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm L.A. at... Well, because you know, let's face it, you were never really connected to the Clippers or any, no, I wasn't. any sports team. So I appreciate... The Lakers. I appreciate you committing <laughs> to, to a, team. a team in your town where it makes sense. Well, I've always been a Lakers fan. That's been... The only team. Oh, okay, that I I'll will. give you. Yes, I'll I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. But um, thank you. Yeah, I do. I hope that you become really fond of the Mavs games, mm-hmm. and then when I'm out there, you're like, "Hey, let's go. We got tickets." Yeah. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> I'm always that, down for a sporting event. Listen, I'm so down with the Cowboys, also. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I was jelly. Yeah. You were going to a Rangers game. Or your husband went to a Rangers game while I was there. I was like, can we do that? And Tab was like, no, we were going to get dressed up and go out to dinner. I was like, Fuck. I was like, no, they're going with all the kids. We're I not just going. Wa- I'm like, I'll go with the kids. I'll, I'll have hot dogs and beer all day. <laughs> I know. She was like, no, not doing it. Not happening. There's always next, next time. time. <laughs> next time. There'll be a next time. Other than that, I did something today that is very superstitious and bad luck. And I didn't want to tell anybody, but I'm I'm trying to rid myself of the bad luck. So if anybody has any... Did you break super, a mirror? I don't, I'm not going to tell you what I did, but it was probably somewhere close to that. Because that's bad sex for seven years. Oh, it's only sex? <laughs> is it oh, no. Maybe that's if you don't look in the, each other in the eye when you cheers or something. Yeah. That's, that's bad sex for seven years. Okay. Well, I'm looking at you in the eye right now and saying cheers. Okay, cheers. To not having bad luck for seven years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you would take that. Just go like burn some sage or shit. No, I have sage. I will. Okay. I, I did like a spin around, throw the salt over my shoulder, gonna 
do the whole thing. But if anybody has it. some extra good luck to send my way or tell me what I need to do, please DM me, email me, whatever. Okay. I'll take it. Got it? Got it. Got it. Okay. Because I need good luck for the next okay. seven years or yeah. 27 years or 47 years. I just had it for breakfast this morning. I'm on to this new kick of, it's called, I think it's called Catalina Crunch. Have you had it? Yeah. Do you like it? No. I love it. Because you have the cinnamon kind? I don't know. I had some kind. It tasted like but Also, Magic Spoon has wrecked me. Magic Spoon is legit so good. Oh, yeah. You can't go into anything else. No. <laughs> Magic Spoon is great, but I didn't have any left. I ate all my boxes. And so I got this Catalina Crunch and I crunched it up into this yogurt called Triple Zero. Yeah, you've made me try that before. It's totally balls. I love it all. Tab likes to eat butt. Yeah, I poured some of that Catalina Crunch in a bowl for my children. They thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> okay, well, thank God they're not a sponsor right now because <laughs> we would be fired. I could not do that ad. No, 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 no. My daughter just told me that I can go watch her volleyball game right now. In the middle of us recording, I'm like, I would have really liked to know that. Maybe like Ugh. yesterday, sweetie pie. Ugh. Like, Kids. maybe tell me before five minutes. Okay, well, let's get to the story. Okay. Shall we? Okay, Gretchen, this week we are headed back to New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes. We love the New Zealanders. And this one is thanks to Helen Turner. So thank you, Helen. She also gave me the heads up that the pronunciations in this were pretty tricky. So, you know, Helen, I appreciate that. Okay. Appreciate the help, Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> never limit it down. Okay. I'm never going to. So I'm actually going to, you know, not go to the county level. I'm just going to go to the city level because that one was pretty easy to pronounce um okay even though she she sent me like the way to say it i'm like i don't even want to try okay okay fair enough and if i botch any you guys can send me emails i like getting emails gretchen doesn't so don't write them to her right <laughs> true story <laughs> She takes it very personal. I think oh, I yeah. What funny. ends up happening is that you send it to Tab and then she sends it to me. I do. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So. And I say, look at this Karen, Brenda, Chrissy person. They don't like you. But- <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Okay. Okay. So for those of you that live in New Zealand, you may have heard of this town called Fielding for one of two reasons. One being it was rated the most beautiful town in New Zealand 16 times. Holy cow. Yeah. That is beautiful. So you also might know it because there was a murder in this beautiful town that rocked the townsmen and townswomen. And if you probably, you probably know both if you live there. That's not beautiful. That is not beautiful. So the town itself is mostly farming with a population of 15,000. Okay. Back in the earlier part of the 2000s, there was a beautiful family who ran a dairy farm. 
The big daddy of the farm who started it all was named Brian Guy. Brian and his wife, Joe had four kids and two who would eventually grow up, move to the farm and join the family business. Well, actually, the son, Scott, went off for a bit and came back to join and run a portion of his dad's farm. And his sister, Anna, would marry her father's farm boy, Owen McDonald, who actually earned his way up the ranks. That from... sounds so like naughty, like they're doing it on hay bales or something. Oh, I, I kind of think they might have been, actually. Pull down your overalls. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm... there's nothing that, you know, what's not sexy about farm sex, I think, is it probably stinks. Oh, totally. Right. Especially a dairy farm with all those cattle and cows everywhere. Oh, Definitely stinks. Yeah. Okay. We're done. So Owen and Anna married. Owen started working at the farm when he was 16 years old. And so he knew his way around and he ran the dairy portion of the farm while Scott ran the raising the cattle, calves and the crops for the farm. Scott also had a beautiful wife named Kylie. She was a real disco biscuit. Let me tell you, Anna and Kylie, both super disco biscuits still to this day. Okay. Okay. In 2010, Kylie was pregnant with their second child and Scott and her had already had one two-year-old little boy. So they were about to have their hands real full. Going from one to two kids, it's like going from one to 20. It really is. And they were having two boys. So, shoots. Anna and Owen already had four children by the time 2010 rolled around. Both couples seemed to be great friends, but with the side of jealousy from time to time. Mostly, I think it's pretty common amongst siblings that work in the family business. I've seen it a time or two myself. <laughs> yes, yes, I would agree. I would. Definitely agree. So, working with family's tough. It really is. It really is. So I think that at the end of the day, most people love each other, even if they bicker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Scott was the best man at Owen's wedding. So I, I do think that they were, on the outside, really good friends. They had recently gone on a work trip together, just the two of them, said, came back, said they had a great time. But there was a, a work trip, of, like, like what's new with cows? I think so, actually. Yeah, it was like a dairy farming convention. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure that's fine. Sorry, dairy farmers. <laughs> <laughs> dairy farmers of America. Are it's no Crime Con. You. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Oh, by the way, Crime Con is going on right now. Oh. Started today. And guess who is speaking there? Who? He's a friend, Dr. Phil. Oh, Dr. Phil. Can you believe it? We should have gone. Dude, had I known, we would be there. I was like, uh, I I got that notice a little bit too late. Damn it. Well, next year, I was like, I don't want to do the whole, next year's going to be better in Vegas. So we're just going to save it. Okay. Okay. All right. So there was a bit of animosity about who would inherit the farm and each boy thought they deserved it. Probably Owen, because he had worked there since he was a kid, knew the ins and outs, and was part of the family after marrying the daughter. But I bet you he was probably part of the family even before. I can imagine Brian kind of took him under his wing. Uh 
Scott thought it should be his because, you know, he's the son and he works there too. But he's got a point. Brian saw it as whoever the farm goes to would have to buy their portions out from each of the siblings. And in 2008, he gave both Ewan and Scott 20% of the business, equal shares to each of them. So I think that pretty, pretty much made it clear, like, you guys are equal in my mind. And Ewan's married to the daughter, so it should be equal. Yeah. So, right? yeah. Okay. And they made about the same amount of money on a yearly basis, too. So you get the gist of the working parts of the firm. Okay. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. All righty, Gretch, have you got back into your routine of taking some vitamins and supplements? Yes, that's why I'm so smart and charming. 
you haven't <laughs> noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I take my vitamins, girl. It's so easy with Care Of. It is really easy. And you know, they now have a Care Of app that lets you track your routine and earn cool things like swag, discounts, and free products. I love free shit. Who doesn't love that? But you guys, it's really easy to take your vitamins with Care Of. And, you know, consistency is key in it. They say it takes about 30 days to see some benefits. So with that app and tracking it and everything coming in individual packages, it's awesome. You take a quiz, you get a little pack, easy peasy. Even I could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. And it feels good to take your vitamins. It definitely does. I start my day with it and then I'm done for the day. Yeah, who wants a bunch of bottles? No, not packet. I, said the fly. Yeah, so we are giving our listeners 50% off your order if you use our code CLINK50. So go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CLINK50. That is TakeCareOf.com and enter CLINK50. July 8th, 2010 was just like any other winter day on the farm. You know, they have like opposite schedules of the yeah it's like hot on christmas yeah i got it Mm -hmm. so scott wakes up super early to get to work his shift started at about 4 50 he checks his email checks his trade accounts about 4 41 was his last keystroke on the computer then he drives less than a mile to the barn so he pulls up to the gate in his truck and this gate is always open but this particular morning the gate was closed Scott jumps out to open the gate, and he is ambushed by a killer. Scott Guy is shot in his throat at close range by a shotgun. He's been murdered, left to dead, lying on the muddy ground in the early hours of July 8th at what is thought to be between 4.43 and 5 o'clock in the morning. Not until around 7 a.m., a neighbor driving by sees Scott's truck door open, the car running, the lights, you know, on in the car, goes over there and sees Scott lying on the ground. And he checks his pulse and there is none. So the family is alerted to Scott's death and an investigation is ensued. Immediately, they are notified by Owen that Scott's purebred lab puppies that the guys were selling for 700 bucks a pop were missing. And there were some footprints that were seen around Scott that were also seen around the shed that they had the puppies in. So whoever killed Scott also stole these little puppies. So they know. It's somebody that knows what's up. Seems like it. Also, side note, July 8th, Mm -hmm. my husband's birthday, which I remember. And think of when (laughs) someone says that day. I just... It automatically. I just want some wife points right there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Back to it the automatically murder. does because your yes, husband you. doesn't remember what date your birthday is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. His is kind of easy. It's four days after Fourth of July. It's. It, I would say it's easy mm-hmm. or than yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying. Okay, so Kylie is left pregnant with a two-year-old and two months away from giving birth to her second baby, and the Guy family. You can only imagine is devastated. Yeah. Kylie says they have no enemies. 
but there is a mention of two things. One, a drunk guy smoking shows up on their property a few days before. No one kind of knows who he is and they just kind of send him away. And a vandalization had happened when Scott and Kylie were building a new house on the property for themselves. Someone in the middle of the night came to their house when it was under construction and broke a bunch of windows and graffitied on the house writing fucking bitch slapper. And it was like F-U-K-E-N. I'll put some pictures of it on our um So they Instagram don't even know Facebook. how to say spell fucking. But then they do spell fucking right. On the next one, they put fucking whore. So at the time, it freaked Scott and Kylie out. But I think maybe they just thought it was teenagers or some punks around town. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. However, when mentioned, it really caught the attention of the investigators. They released the photos of this graffiti to the public and immediately got a call from a man who said he recognized the writing on the wall. He said it was from one of his old employees named Callum Bow. Callum had actually worked on the guy farm, but had moved to Queenstown in April. Mind you, this is July, right? So a few months before. Callum came to work on the farm as a kid, and he was a pretty broken human. He lost his parents at an early age. I think he was kind of a vulnerable guy. Police bring Callum in to question him about this graffiti, and this kid unloads to the police. He says, yeah, I did that on Scott and Guiley's house. And not only that, but Owen and I did that. And Owen and I would actually do a lot of things, lots of things at night, like terror acts on the guy property, but mostly on neighboring farms in fielding. These two would go out to these fielding farms and kill calves, destroy dairy milk, kill stags, and beat baby animals to death. Oh, shit. That is terrible and scary AF. Yeah. He also says they started fires and admitted to burning down the old house of Kylie and Scott. Oh, my gosh. In the most beautiful town in New Zealand. That's right. Shady. So police are stunned and convinced that if Owen could be such a monster at night, he was most likely the killer. I concur. The Guy family is even more stunned when they arrest Owen McDonald for the murder of his brother-in-law, Scott Guy. Anna, the wife, cannot even imagine her husband doing such a thing and says that she will stick by him until the murder is proven. And Brian and Joe Guy are sure it has been a mistake. Well, isn't she like, maybe that makes a little sense why he was taken off at night? I don't think she knew. Because what else, what are you saying you're doing? I mean, I can't imagine they've got like a happening downtown scene. Checking on the checking on the cows. I don't know what she. I don't know, and maybe he just went without her knowing. I don't know. He's like, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch, and then comes back. I have no idea. So Owen initially denies 
everything Callum has claimed. But after some time, he finally admits to his nighttime terror, but says he is not the murderer. It's hard to believe that someone could beat baby animals to death over and over and not eventually be okay with murdering humans. I mean, we talk about this all the time. It starts with that. Yeah. Psycho. Dick. While detectives are trying to piece together this awful crime, they only find a few clues. One of them being an empty carton of cigarettes, the missing dogs I told you about, the footprints in the mud, which are these particular dive boots. Dive boots like going diving, like you wear. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah wears, you know. They know it was a shotgun, but there are no shotgun shells anywhere to be found. So the theory that they came up with is that Owen woke up early that morning, biked down to the gate Scott drives through, shuts the gate knowing that Scott would have to get out of his truck. While Scott was moving the gate, Owen knocked him off real quick, biked over to the shed, took the three puppies, killed them for a decoy, went back home, and then went to work. That is so extra killing the fucking puppies. I know. But there's some problems with this story. Okay. And if the story is correct, then timing is everything. So let's first talk about these boots. They confirmed they were this very particular dive boot that Owen actually had owned at one time. But Anna confirmed that she threw them out two years ago. And the foot size of these particular boots, the examiner said, were 11 or 12. And Owen's foot size was size 9. Okay. Owen also did have a bike in his garage, but there was no mud on it. No mud on the tires. It was perfectly clean. And there were no bike tracks at the scene. So I don't really know why the police wanted to say it was a bike. I guess that's the only way that he could have got each place fast enough. Also, they never found the dogs buried on the property or found the dogs at all. Oh, so maybe the puppies survived. They could have. So the evidence against Owen is really sparse. I mean, they had these past crimes to convict him basically of a murder. The gun the prosecution says that was used was the family farm's shotgun because Owen didn't own a shotgun. The farm owned a shotgun, like Brian did, and he had he had hidden it and I guess took it apart into three pieces. And right after this happened, Brian went to look for the gun and it was still in the same place that he had put in it, put it in those three pieces. So if Owen actually did use that gun, that particular gun, he would have had to clean the gun, disassemble it and put it back in seconds. One of the farm workers was also waiting at the barn for Scott to open it. He had gotten there er extra early because he wanted to impress Scott because he had been late, I guess, the week before. So he shows up between 4.40 and 4.50. And he would have seen, and this, he actually saw Owen coming out of his house to open and turn off the alarm in the barn around 5. So he would have seen him biking or possibly seen him biking or seen like the security lights 
come on when Ewan was to walk past. I do know there's ways to go around those security lights, you know, that pop on with motion sensors. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Ewan would have had to really work hard on... He didn't know that guy was showing up early, you know, so he would have had to really kind of force himself around and then try to clean the bike. I don't like it just seems like. Yeah. Real difficult. Yeah. Okay. And he would only have 19 minutes to do all of this stuff. Go back home, clean up, hide all the incrementing evidence. Change and be to his shift at 502 is when he turned off the alarm in the barn. Okay. If anything went wrong or Scott showed up even a minute or two later or earlier, the theory just doesn't work. So the jury had heard from both sides. And by trial, let me tell you, the Guy family was not a fan of Ewan anymore. Oh, shit. can only imagine. Yeah. They were like, changed their tune real quick after they learned what a psycho he was. But the jury had seen it otherwise. The verdict was read as not guilty. Okay. And poor Kylie was so upset. She yelled in the middle of court, he killed my husband. And (sighs) the family left without closure. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that sucks. But don't you think, I think families tend to just want someone to blame. Yes. And sometimes they lose sight of, don't you want the real killer to get, you know, whatever? Like, they're just so seeking peace so they can kind of, like, close it up. Like, for example, Teresa Hallbach's family from Making a Murderer. Yeah. I mean, hello. With Stephen Avery. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, he didn't do it. And Brandon Dassey. I mean, Brandon Dassey did not do it. He did not do it. So So you can't. Sit there and feel good about somebody sitting in jail. The wrong person. Yeah. No. Yeah. I understand wanting someone in to be paying a price for the loss of your loved one, but the, yeah, it needs to be the right person. Right. Yeah. So if not Uwen, who is an awful human, and I will get to his other crimes in a second, who he will, who I will get to his other crimes in a second, which he will be charged for. But if not him, who? Who? And let me tell you, on that particular night, there was a man in the neighborhood, a violent meth head, who was on a robbing spree. Police had actually interviewed him and his alibi at the time, which was his girlfriend, who was also a meth addict, that said she thought he got home around four in the morning. So. Police stopped looking at him because they were like, he got home at four. He has a methamphetamine habit. He's totally credible. I'm sure he's paying attention to time. I mean, they're both super super credible. Um, And I think that they failed. They failed. He had robbed just before midnight that night and then traded his goods for some meth. He went out again and raided a cannabis store where they know he stole a pack of cigarettes that matched the cigarette pack laying near Scott. Not only that, but the pack's graphics on the cigarette pack that he had stolen and the one laying next to Scott had just been released 
two weeks ago. So it's for sure a fresh pack. Like they changed the graphics on Listen, smoking is a bad habit if you're a criminal. Oh, I know. Dear people, they're really careless with those cigarette butts and they leave their DNA on it. I know. This was an empty pack, but I still feel like they could have maybe tried to get DNA off of the the pack of cigarettes. Don't smoke and do crime. Hello. I don't think they did, though. So... This particular guy also owns two shotguns and is a known criminal, and his girlfriend is also a known criminal. So I think it's possible that this guy, high on meth, was possibly the guy that showed up a few days prior, drunk, looking for something that he wanted. Oh, that's right. Knew there were three $700 puppies and was on a mission to steal them. Runs into Scott while he's stealing the puppies. Bam, shoots him and runs away. So this particular guy, I think, actually might be the real killer. And in New Zealand, they withhold names. um, So I don't know this guy's name. I know him by the letter K. I do like that they do that. Yeah, I do, too. It just makes it hard if he's done anything else for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, he did that to me, too, you know, right. or something like that. Yeah. I will say that Scott's family did get something out of this whole mess. Um, they found out that Owen was a real douchebag and he's awful. And his true self did come out, even though he didn't get time for the murder. He was charged for these crimes. Let me tell you what they are. Oh, Number one, criminal damage, slaughtering 19 calves belonging to the Himatongi dairy farmer, Paul Barber. On the night of August 9th, 2007, the the calves had been struck on the head with an object. Number two, criminal damage, emptying 16,000 liters of milk from a vat belonging to another Himatongi farmer, Nigel Sexton. On the same night, the calves were, were killed. Arson, burning down a historic Maori ware building that, or yeah, I think, I don't know, it says ware. It was built in 1888, which was also on Mr. Saxton's farm. McDonald used a LPG bottle and boat fuel to start that fire. And the ware was used as a family sleeping out and duck shooting shelter. Mm-hmm. Theft, driving to a nearby farm and shooting two trophy stags. He put them on his trailer and buried them in a pre-dug hole on the Guy family farm where he was the manager. Criminal damage, burning down an old farmhouse on the back of removal tra- trailers at the site of Scott and Guy's new home. The house and trailers were all destroyed. And criminal damage, vandalizing Scott and Guy's Scott and Kylie Guy's new home once constructed and almost finished. In 2013, Owen was sentenced to five years for those charges. Good. Yeah. I can't find him. And I know he's most, I mean, he's out of jail now. But if I was him, I would have changed my name and moved away. So he probably did. Yeah. Anna divorced his ass. Good. And from what I can tell, she has moved on with someone else and had two other little kiddos. So she's oh, a family good of six. For her. Oh my God, busy yeah. girl. 
And she is super cute. Looks like she's living her best life. And Kylie, I heard through the research that she too has since remarried, but still holds out hope that one day Scotty, as she calls him, will get justice. Okay, well, don't you think for Anna, like if he is committing all those crimes at night, killing animals, he was probably no gem to live with. Oh, right. I know. I mean, he probably forgot more than her birthday. <laughs> I mean, he was probably like yeah. a real dick. So she's, it's probably a good Better thing off. in the long run. 100%. Yeah. 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 So that is the the story. And so I, I will have to say, at first I thought it was totally Owen. I was like, there is no way that this guy didn't do it. But I think it might have been a robbery gone wrong. A lot of coinkydinks for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so they're not going after this guy. Is there like a group of people that are saying, charge this man? There, I know like every year Kylie puts something out. Like, I don't think they, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough evidence at this point. I don't think like where the cigarette pack is, you know, like I'm sure they, I don't know. I don't think they have enough. That's too bad. You know what they need to do is if I was put wearing my detective hat, what I would do is surveil his ass. Right. Bust him, bust him for something small. Something else. Yeah. Then get him in the clinker and then wire up somebody else. Get him right. to confess that he did that shit. Yeah, I agree with you. They did um tap. Owen's phone and they he never ever they didn't he didn't know it and he never said anything incriminating against himself for that murder so I mean not that he would or who would he talk to but seems like it's possible he could have been calling somebody for some sort of advice or something you know what I mean yeah I don't think I'm a big fan of that name Owen Oh, but I love Owen McGregor. I know. Of course you do. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. You yeah. Know? Okay. I'm sorry, but Owen. But Owen, ooh, Owen. Yeah. Okay. It's I not, get it. It's not a hot it. name. Okay. I want to give some shout outs to people that have shouted us out. And if you guys want to get a shout out, please give us a shout uh tag us in something on instagram or facebook also um you could give us a review on apple itunes if you haven't yet we enjoy that and i just want to say thank you to olivia her on spotify they're doing this like my unique genre combination where i think they give you who like you listen to most or pop up something and um it was us Oh, on, on hers. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. True crime show tunes in UK pop. That's what she listens to. Also, Lynn's PX. Thank you. She um, gave us a little Spotify shout out. Also, I love that. I'm looking, you know, I save them on my phone. So, oh, the blushing blogger, you guys, if you I you might have seen I reposted hers. She also has some fun um, makeup tips. If you guys want it, check her out on Instagram. It's called The Blushing Blogger. And she's always super supportive of us. 
Paige, thank you so much. Half written, half written, half written page. I think that's what her handle is. Oh, and I want to tell you, I want to say something about Byron in Chicago was, is recovering or hopefully already recovered from a near-death experience, unable to walk, but hopefully one day. And Byron was listening to the Jillian Barbary podcast that we were on and found us and been listening to us in the hospital. Oh, get well soon, Byron. Speedy recovery, healthy vibes. Totally. So thank you for listening to us. I think that's it for today. Okay. Until Thursday, find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And then find our keto group, which is also just dieting or whatever works for you. If you need some encouragement, oh God, that's what do you need I, encouragement? Are you on, aren't you on keto right now? Yeah. Okay. I posted about the keto flu. It's no, oh, yeah. it's no joke, but here's my problem. I'm doing so good all day. And then I'm like a raccoon at night. I just start eating. I know. It's hard. So Ugh. I've been doing the intermittent fasting and I've been really good at it. I mean, and dude, it's working. I think it just makes it so you don't like you all of a sudden just your stomach gets smaller, right? Because it's like, I'm not going to eat until noon or I do it at 11 is my earliest eating time. I try to go till noon and then I don't worry about it at night. Like I'm not like the crazy person. It's like, oh my God, I have to stop at eight, you know, but I'm not that hungry even at a later time. So you could try that. I suggest doing both keto and that, and then you'll be golden. Okay. We'll try. Okay. So have a good week, y'all. Yeah. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. 